travelers on a funny path of life. I'm not sure what will happen to this episode. I was in my dorm. I was listening, I was, I was actually uh, cleaning a little bit, which again doesn't take too too long. And I guess before that I have a little preamble, a little, a little uh, preface. I have to preface that with uh, I was thinking of a towel that I found in a donation pile. No, 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 Anthony. That's not what it was. It was not in a donation pile. It was left on the line, on the clothesline, and after about three days, well, I went and asked, but then I realized it was nobody that a pilgrim had left it, which is one of the reasons we remind them that they close, because we can get so relaxed here. And so, uh, I somehow, I mean, even though I'm here and I could use, you know, a regular towel, a cotton towel, which is very, feels very nice and and the like, but uh, no. And so I realized, what am I, what am I holding that for? And so uh, I realized I decided to, ah, sala de yoga, no? Quizá, no lo sé. Voy a adivinar porque soy un adivinador profesional. Sí, sí, sí. No, no, es para mí. Uh -huh. El único, el único que voy a obtener. Sí, sí, sí. No, no, no mucho. But anywho, so I, uh, I was like, why my, why do I have two towels, you know? And I'm using the one that I bought in Acuña which does a job just fine. It is really wet at the end, but it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It dries very quick and doesn't take a lot of room. And so I was like, yeah, man, let it go. So anyway, I put back in a donation pile. And uh, as I walked up the stairs, one time too many, I'd watched, I had seen, sorry, not watched, I had seen that sign many times, but uh, there's a yellow arrow of the pilgrim at the entrance of the albergue, and he says, come and meet yourself and surrender. And the word surrender. And somehow I associated it with, uh, you know, what's going on lately about being doubtful about that silence. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying that, you know, it's better to say nothing than to just say silly stuff. But, you know, what's wrong with just keeping the peace? What's wrong with, uh, oh, shit, I just, yeah, man, I'm, 
I have this uh, nice cup for the tea, but I don't have a proper filter, anyhow. So I spilled it over, no big deal. Come and come meet yourself and surrender. Actually, and I also need to put some music here. Come meet yourself and surrender. I guess I could talk about Edu. I could talk about, I mean, the place here, but mostly Edu because that's who I'm mostly uh, interacting with or the, the most instrumental person in my life. Dismiss. Okay, so. Mm. And then that thing that surrender, and it's a word I I hope I I may have said it too many times from some of you. I hope that would be the case because if not, I have I have not been. Uh... Oh shit! Just by myself. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do something about that filter here. I hate the idea of going to the little store, but I may have to. So, surrender, surrender, surrender. Sweet lost child, surrender. Am I not hearing anything? Sorry. Then why is it not coming out on the speaker? I'm connected. Ah, okay. All right. Surrender. It is definitely the scourge, <laughs> the scourge, as well as a blessing of my life. And I guess it's kind of a paradox because I do realize, well, I talk about, you know, wanting to grow up, to keep uh, exploring and discover more about myself and the kind of experience I can have in life. And, uh, but sometimes I kind of uh, put on the back burner, so to speak, is the idea of suffering. It's almost as if it is in some kind of anesthetic. And I don't mean suffering, you know, like you're getting cut. I mean uh, a sacrifice. That's what I mean by suffering, a sacrifice, something that you are willingly going to part away from, though you have no idea what for, or what will happen to you. Well, I can tell you one thing that happened is a shrinking of fear. And I think for me, one, the realization 
about the important place fear has been playing in my life. And being like, I'm not sure I agree with that. So to go back to uh, to this idea of sacrifice, which comes, you know, from hope. If I wasn't hoping for something else, I would be working with what I have. Maybe that's something we have different from animals. My 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 silly perception, anyway. So here I'm here, you know. Actually, I came I came late to lunch. I didn't realize by that late. I had a nice long walk with the dog this morning, and uh, you know, thanked of course Teresa for cooking lunch. But I had nothing to say to. I do. And so I said nothing. In a way, it's become easier, I guess, uh, the consistency of that practice by being exposed to it, by having made the choice of I'm not going to say something just to say something. First of all, I am not responsible. That could be one way to look at it. I'm not responsible for uh, for, for other, people's, uh, other people's experience. Okay, the cheese good. And second, it's okay to be to feel awkward. Maybe it's not about uh No esta aquí? En la sala de yoga no esta. En la ayurta. Oh, qué raro. Uh, oh, no sé la, las llaves normalmente. Yeah, bueno, no, no. Las llaves de la, de la coche están aquí. So, él está aquí. Ah, el ayudo quizá, ¿no? Ah, ok, ok. Uh, so, number one, the biggest realization was I'm not responsible for... Ok, here's a, here's a mindfuck. Ok, so I'm not feeling responsible for what I perceive to be people's experience. And more specifically, if somebody looks like he's not having a good time, a part of me kicks in and is like, what could I say to cheer him up? Yeah? ¿Qué, ¿Qué le podría decir para animarle? Ah. ¿Qué es que je pourrais lui dire? ¿Cosa le puedo dire? And not again, not being aware of that choice of when that conversation took place, that it was decided wisely that I should do something about it. And I know that brings me back to, uh, and brings me back to my family. Hmm. 
So here I am at the table eating and not saying a thing and thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what a weird guy you are. The whole time that I have all that bullshit stuff about what I'm doing, I'm not capable of striking conversation, what's wrong with just talking to people and so on and so forth, the run of the meal, but the big one, you know, it's just how weird I look. And then after a while, it's like, yeah, but I'm not the only one at the table here. So the other person also has the chance, or also has the opportunity, if he or she so desire, to interact. And right now, what I heard was surrender. Surrender to that all discomfort, to all your self-talk. To your doubt. Because I decided to do something different. I decided to challenge a part of my discomfort. We talked about that with uh, Pilar too, you know, about choosing your battle. They will require something. There will be a, some kind of a pain element. But it doesn't have to be a lobotomy. So I've chosen to do that. You know, part of me thinking, oh, I mean, you know, I do with the boss. I mean, you know, if that really makes him uncomfortable, then that may mean you may not stay here as long. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be here. This is not a prerequisite for living a meaningful life. Who came up with the idea that we don't have everything we need right here and right now to do all that we can do in the best way that we can do it? And if not, then just shut the fuck up and wait for your turn. Yeah. I was saying that to myself just in case you wonder. Just shut the fuck up and wait for your turn. But without digressing further there, there wasn't a big digression anyway. But the idea of surrendering to that and to take away the power into doubt, skepticism, and all of that. I was aware of what the world is like, where I was, and I made a choice to do something different. I trust to believe that it was the best thing that could come up with. And I couldn't come up with any other one other way, anyway. So here is somebody who can speak so much. yet has nothing to say to most of his fellow men, women. Women is a little different, of course. Even more so for like the women, but... I find words in most of my connections empty vessels. And for me, I see words as vessels carrying something inside that can only be transmitted to another person 
through that vessel. But it's like the, the, the pill cover, yeah, that carry the pill. There is nothing of value in that. That's just what's needed. And then this stuff just goes away and then it's like, ah, this is what I wanted. So that's how I see words as vessel. And whatever it is about me, I so value what goes into this vessel. And I also so value the absence of whatever that kind of a connection is where you exchange more than words. Or you are aware that you exchange more than words and your awareness changes what actually gets shared. Meaning, could an unconscious belief expressed unconsciously be different than an unconscious belief expressed consciously? And I would say yes. That there is something to be said about consciousness. And so for me, those vessels are so important. And that sensation of a drainage when I am around some people. And I am, you know, I have mixed feeling about it. But all those mixed feeling aside might possibly negate each other to some extent. I'm still left with that observation that I mostly find myself, well, that's not true either, that I mostly find myself alone. I mean, I was with some woman for about almost 22 years. So actually, you know, uh, hold on a second. That's 22 years plus my 18 years at home. That's 40 years. Shit. Hold on, hold on. Nine years? Nine years. And uh, four of those, four and a half, no, four, yeah, four, four of those, my goodness, four years now, four of those have happened since my divorce in 2017. So that interesting observation that on my own, if I am not anchored, if I don't have... Whatever it is that make that grounds me, it might almost be impossible to really be an extroverted social being. I find people boring. I find people em empty, heavy. So fucking cliche, and I include myself in that, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not putting myself high and mighty. I sometimes I'm like I'm vomiting, vomiting as I'm saying those words. It's happening less because I'm feeling worse now. Uh, to being like, are you fucking kidding me, Anthony? You're gonna say that fucking line? Oh my goodness. What a boring mind you must have to not being able to come up with a genuine, spontaneous response instead of going back to that lazy storage room we're full of. Just do it. Life is what you make it happen. No pain, no gain. And there are a lot on the Camino. So I've said my share, so I don't, I don't uh, exclude myself from that group. So overall, yeah, fine human beings, boring. Whatever little I understand about human psychology, I don't find it that interesting. How is that helping me to live a better life? To me personally, to go outside and work in a garden, that helps me more to learn more about than learning more about human psychology or to go for a walk. Definitely, I mean, nature, no, no doubt. But yeah, I'm just not that interested. I mean, we had, uh, we had some common friends. We had uh, <laughs> uh a couple, I guess, and I'm sure she remained okay. Well, I don't know how well friend, how well she remained with them, but two were mine at first, and then it became hers too. Glenda, I mean, my ex. But you know, we had the family. Uh, nobody from the neighbor actually. I kind of made a little more of a rich, but they just uh, trying to connect with the neighbor. Uh, but you know, friends, some from her work. Uh, for my work, my goodness, which one? No, more for works. We we had friends also, so because of her, and then some childhood, uh, what childhood? Way back then, time. Uh, there were some friends, so. But neither was she anyway. She wasn't that extrovert, that extroverted, Linda. Now that I think about it. So yeah, don't. Uh, I can't justify, here's how, here's how I do it. I can't justify maintaining a connection with somebody that I feel the price of maintaining it is such a waste. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Am I going to go out? Yeah, I think I'm going to go out. I'll take you for a walk. It's not, very not winding right now. Uh, winding? No, the wind blow. <laughs> the winding. Oh my goodness, that was the wrong use of the word winding. The winding road. The wind is not blowing right now. So the sun is actually about down, but that's okay. It's gonna get, which means it's gonna get cold very quickly. But let's enjoy a little outside. So the doubt, the doubting. The doubting of the self. You know, the doubting of me making the choice to find out more about this uh, not speaking thing, you know? 
Hmm. Ah. Anyhow, looks like uh, I'm go. I see the lady, and I just well, I don't want to go there. Hey guys, <laughs> here's my doggies. Here's my doggies. Oh, oh, what are you doing outside? What are you doing outside? Anyhow, so coming up the stairway, yeah. Coming up the stairway. Well, actually, no, hold on. I'm gonna go differently. So, going up the stairways and and seeing that word surrender. Oh shit, I left the music in there. Well, no. Oh yeah, the music is going on there. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, surrender. Surrender. Don't resist that undercurrent in your soul that moves toward a different direction unknown to you that does not operate with the same guidelines, that does not have the same parameters. Surrender. Surrender to the part of you that you will never know. You will never understand. Surrender, because if you don't, you will never experience life as fully as you could. What you have experienced with another human being, it's a joke. Can you imagine if you, what you could experience with one human being could be spread to 5, 10, 50, and 100? What then? Let's make it even fun. 50,000. 50,000, okay? And you feel that love for 50,000 people. Could you fuck one person? If you love them all the same way? So surrender. Surrender is part of the healing, healing process. fear. There are wounds, there are scars, there are inflammation, infection through a spiritual body. And doctor's order is always going to involve some amount of pain. And I guess like the literal doctor you could take it to the figurative, you know? How can something that's as well designed as my body go wrong? Well, because your body is uh, only a part of the machine. Yeah. Your soul is only a part of your machine. The other things that are at play. Many things. So. To sense that fear of failure, you know when we have doubt, thinking about the 
the silence around the table and feeling awkward feeling like I'm doing something wrong <clears throat> to stay with it I mean, my aim is to not do idle talk, to not engage in gossip, which is, I think there's a band practicing for them a lot. So I guess kind of all of that reached to a place of like how do we deal with discomfort I don't know whether two way street okay I guess it is if the cars were not parked Ramdas talks about fear you know pain pain sorry fear is uh, not the same as pain no <laughs> uh, but pain, mental anguish, yeah, stress. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, yes, I do believe that if I'm still reacting to whatever this, uh, no, I think I want I want to go back to. Anyway, I left the radio and everything, and I'm not in there. But. Uh, if I was really aware of what I was doing, there would be no pain. If there is discomfort to pain, it is showing something inside of me. And possibly something that I am now possibly able to tackle. And I don't know for you, but for me, once it starts to happen, it doesn't go away. Again, I don't... <laughs> I don't choose, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go and work on that now. No, no, that was decided for me. You know, I am just this kind of like a, a pair of working hands, you know, and that's it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't, a lot of what's going on, I don't understand it. I can't correlate a lot of what's happening to anything anymore. You know, like whether it is being at the table, not having a word to say when I have a lot of words that I can say. So why that is, I don't know. You know, it's it's not for that. It's not because of Edu. I could have a conversation with Edu. I could find something interesting to talk about. No. So I have I have all those things and I can't make sense of them. So I have to find another way to answer that riddle. You know, when you feel uncomfortable, then you are going to be reacting in one way or the other. Either you're going to accept it because you somehow enjoy it or whatever the reason may be, or you're paralyzed, or you're going to do something, or you're going to change it if you can. Yeah? The serenity prayer. But what if both of those don't make sense? Or you've tried. Yeah, here we go. Here's more like it for me. I've tried and tried and tried to fix it, to solve it, and 
after many tries, you come to a place and say, you know, maybe it's time to move on to a different hobby <laughs> because you're not good at this one. <laughs> Anywho, so for me, it seems on the earthly plane, I have the utmost trouble to resolve internal issues. And after, after many failed attempts, I am forced in this place because it seems once a question has been asked, it has to be answered. That I just don't forget it. It's not even an obsession. It just becomes something, you know, kind of like when you're pregnant or you see a pregnant mother's. It's kind of that thing. Uh, there's a name for it, actually. But anyway, it's kind of like that. Uh, I can't forget it. So it, it's the amount of time it will take for it to be worked, which means for, for increased awareness, that's conditional. And uh, but it will be answered. And so for me, idle talk is a big one. Oh, the, the I guess the reason for it is a big one because there's nothing wrong with idle talk either. And I do idle talk. I do idle talk with Balbina. Uh, I have a little, she can hear me, however she can hear. <laughs> Everybody's out. Uh, my goodness, you have the two cats and then keep uh, up. Yeah, Luna, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yes, I know. It's okay, it's okay, I know. I'm, I'm the walking body now. Yes, Loli, keep us a Loli. Keep us up. Keep us up. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I made three friends. Huh? Okay. Let me see about. Might. Yes. 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 I know. I have to. I don't know, we'll see who's in there. Okay, well, anyway, I'll let you go. I'm going to get my stuff and move from here. I'll see what I do with one. Interesting example about what I was just talking in action. That's surrendering. So I walked up, the three of them were in here, they were about to come down. To go have a coffee. And I guess the funny part, when I think about it, is I'm pretty sure they did not ask me to join and that would be rather untypical I mean it's possible uh, 
But anyway, I'm good at shit. I don't know. It actually doesn't matter or not whether they did. But just what it felt like, and I was like, as I saw them leaving, I was like, "You go, my little birds. You go, my little birds." And now that I think about it even more, well, obviously there was a what's her name Yolanda who came in to visit. And uh, she's a kid gal, so she would have been one of the reasons for me to go, actually. Maybe the main reason. And I can see it. I can fucking see it. I can see myself at that coffee table, hearing a mundane and fucking 18-wheeler heavy conversation about nothing. So, I think it's all connecting, yeah? The surrender, the suffering, the, the words as being those vessels and being so sensitive to whom, or with whom, I am exchanging those vessels. And if you could even go as far as saying, wouldn't the simple fact of having a lot of meaningless interaction affect your overall practice and lower your performance as a meaningful speaker. And for me, I can't help but think of yes. No, I don't believe in accident. I, and I believe that all the situations that happen to me are there for a reason. And I don't need to understand those reasons completely to agree. And I guess that brings me to the fear of being alone. Or maybe of my underestimation. I mean, whether it is having physical company or a, a car or a house or something material behind which you can hide when you feel like it. How many more places? are there for me to hide behind. I actually think that's a big one, this one with the silence. The silence. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of um, processing some of that right now, so I'm not shooting the bullet as fast.
Silence. So where does my fear of silence come from? Or did my psyche use some kind of misunderstanding to create this horrible image and behind that hide a treasure? And what I mean by horrible image is a deterrent. So something a part of me has chosen to do to protect another part of me. Kind of like the idea of repressed memory or the like, and the like. Something that would be so overwhelming that it would override one's mental um, dis, um, symbiosis, osmosis of the system. So there's something behind the door, you know, of the silence. Or, or the fear of being alone or that I'm going to be okay being alone. I guess a fear of rejection. And I guess to me it would be like the fear of not having been loved as a child. And I'm saying this one with such amount of weight right now. I did not even realize the truth of that. My understanding of what love is now is not the same as it was five years ago. Way, way different since my divorce, since Pilar. That has really evolved. I mean, you definitely put Glenda in a picture. That was a, that was a completely new birth, being with Glenda as a human being, as a male. So there I was in this family, you know, we were living together, things were provided. But that's not love. That is not that which I seem to be getting closer with each failed relationship. Well, actually, that's not true, not with each. Because I would definitely not put Belen and Vanessa in that bag. And the other women. But I don't see love, you know, and I don't see a crime either. I don't see criminals in my home, in my family, my parents. I don't, nobody. If anything, I see victims. Like I am, like I was. If I choose to keep my feet in that mud, that material reality mud, and believe that it is all there is, or that it is what's most important to focus on, then I'm going to be stuck into that mud. And not knowing how not to overvalue it leads me to the silence, leads me to the surrender, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm looking for a solution, like we all are. 
I'm looking for a solution to to fill that hole. The hole that I came with in life. Which more than likely doesn't have much to do with Anthony or Philip. It is my responsibility. It obviously affects me. So what will I do? With something that I cannot ultimately understand. Will I let the word, the world dictate, you know, what's a man, what's a woman, what's handsome, what's pretty, what's acceptable, what's detestable, what's praised, what's shun? Or will I go with this silly GPS and say, hey, why not? After many, many years of failed attempt at the other one, I point out, yeah? If not, I would be like most people. If it was, if it was up to me, <laughs> I would be like most people. And again, I'm not praising myself here. Because again, it's not a choice. It's nothing to do with what I did, my resolve, my stamina. It's actually in spite of it all. In spite of all those conditions, things have happened to me that though painful and costly, have made my life in such a way that if I had to do it again, though uh, begrudgingly, I would do it. Because how can you argue with something that's better? If you have, if it makes sense for you to go something that's going to do something that's going to make it better for you, why wouldn't you do it? And as I look, you know, at my life, I don't know how much I have left, you know, about to turn 50. All of those things that so many people spend so much energy, and I'm like, but that doesn't give you a good dividend. What are you getting back in return? For all that work, it's almost like this addiction, you know, that it's in, in its downward spiral. Uh, you're just doing it just to not feel anything because you don't even get anything good out of it anymore. But it's unbearable, the thought of not having it. It's made life unrealistic. So I do see that, like this kind of material connection that people have is an addiction. But that, again, is, of course, biased by the fact that I believe that there is more to life than just this human body, those impulses, those, you know, this data bank of uh, emotion and all of those things that makes us who we are. I believe that there is more. And I think it's more than a belief now. I know that there is. Because on a rational level, this life makes no sense. On, on a reason alone, it makes no sense. It is not satisfactory from my standpoint.
So having that belief and that belief not going away and all of those, all of this dirty laundry popping up makes it impossible to ignore So I think I'm coming to term with that in terms of self-esteem. That mind is actually, and I don't mean that one, I mean as a human being, you know, not even as a man or, or whatever it is, but uh, so much of what I have done in my life was based on if I do that, then I'll be accepted and I'll be loved and, you know, then I'll get what I want. So much of it has gone. And I think silence is one of the big ones, which is weird. Maybe it's not. Maybe I don't even know what the big one is until I get through that. Until I really become, I integrate the, the, the powerful argument for silence in relationships, in community. Efficiency of words And also to give more time to other people. Anywho. Yes, it's Interstellar, the, the soundtrack, just in case. Food for thought, my friends. <laughs> for mine, at least.